This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Hey guys, it's Kyle. Today's contestant, big boy, and he was incredible. So gracious, so fun. We got all into the origins of Outcast, his relationship with Andre, a ton about Atlanta sports. He describes what the 28-3 meltdown in the Super Bowl was like, his new album, and the funniest finish this lyric that we have ever had. It's big boy on 10 questions. Here we go. This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions. Fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall and wearing the red, white, and blue trucks. Presenting Kyle Brandt. Yeah, that's my guy, Bruce Buffer. This is 10 Questions. You know it. You love it. Unlike any other show, we don't just have conversations. We have competitions. You leave this show with a score. 10 questions. Get the question right. You get a point. Get the question wrong. You get nothing. And I am so fired up about the guy we're having into today. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be good. Before we get him in here. We like to do this. We like to give each contestant a little idea of what they're up against. Again, you can get a zero. You can get all the way to a 10. Before this legend comes in here, let's give him just a little taste of some people who have been through this Coliseum before today. Roll it. I'm Eli Manning, and I got nine out of 10. I'm Jamel Hill, and I shamefully got seven out of 10. Hey, I'm Steve Smith Sr., and I got my ass kicked, and I got three out of 10. (laughs) He really did. But let's do it. Roll my intro music. Today's contestant is a very proud family man. He hasn't eaten beef or pork in like 20 years, something crazy like that. And he says, Jedi rap shit, I was blessed with it on my birthday. He's an Aquarius just like me. He's also one of the most creative entertainers of his generation. Ladies and gentlemen, big boy, welcome to 10 Questions. What's up, my man? Oh, man, laying low like an alligator navel back in my backyard, just chilling poolside, baby. You know what I'm talking about, living a good life. You are living the good life. It was, what was it? God, you're such a wordsmith. You were laying low like an alligator's navel? Yeah, man, he's always on the ground, you know? God, you're the best. <laughs> and listen, we got the big sleepover. This is the new deal. We're going to hit it big because Big Boy has all kinds of things going on. I'm a huge fan of yours. Big Boy, do you know what you're in in for in this experience with the 10 questions? No, not not, not quite. I'm so good. <laughs> That's just how I like them. All right, so here's the deal. I'm going to ask you 10 questions, and they somehow have to do with your life or your career or the stuff that you're into. Gotcha. You get the question right, you get a point. If not, no big deal. And you got an ace in the hole, my friend. 
you got another uh, alligator with its navel to the floor. We have a lifeline here. If there's some point where you're like, man, I have no idea. I don't have a clue on that question. You can call the lifeline. Our lifeline is called Ask a Millennial. We have a real life millennial standing by to come in and help you out if you need it. Is that cool? Cool, cool, man. All right, let's roll it. Big boy on 10 questions. Question number one, big boy, your category is food. Food, all right? Here's your question. What family-style restaurant chain has a logo that is a large boy holding up a hamburger? Tony's. He says Tony's. No, I said Shoney's. Oh, Shoney's. Dude, Shoney's is good. Shoney's has got the fries. Is Shoney's the right answer? It's not. Big boy, you know what I was looking for? I was looking for big boys. You know those places, big boys? They call, they call it Shoney's. The logo is called Big Boy, but the restaurant is called Shoney's. All right, hold up. Yeah. You, you t- tell, plead your case. He got, he got on a, a, a checkerboard uh, jumpsuit, and he's holding a big hamburger in his hand. <laughs> you tell me in Atlanta they call it Shoney's? And, and Georgia called it Shoney's. All right, well then listen, we got to go to the 10 questions legal team, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not going to doubt you right off the bat. I'm going to, never mind, give me the better sound effect. I'm going to say yes. For, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. Um, I love that we already have controversy. This is perfect. <laughs> but you do things your way. That's listen, a big queer's energy. Yeah, and, and it's in Austin Powers and Dr. Evil's floating yeah. away in the yeah. big boy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so every superhero has this origin story. Why did Antoine Patton, this kid from Savannah and then Atlanta, become big boy? Um, it all started on the planet of Krypton. Okay. I was flown here in a ship all alone, and landed on the beach, Tybee Island, Savannah, and I was sent here to change the world. What do you remember about your early life on Krypton? I remember going fishing and, 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 and crabbing for blue crabs with my grandmother. Is that right? They have those on Krypton? Yeah, yeah. Big boy, what did you want to be, like when you were a little kid, whether it was on Krypton or Earth, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I actually wanted to go to school and be a child psychologist. I wanted, I wanted to like mold the minds of the youth, you know what I mean? And so was how it finds out, I got a way to do that through music. So it, it worked out. Why did you want to do that? Is it because you wanted your own mind to be molded as a kid? Like, what was your inspiration for that? I just knew just growing up, like, I was like the first grandchild. And, you know, I grew up around a lot of adults. And I learned a lot of different things from a lot of different people at an early age. You know what I'm saying? So it was all about guidance. And I just felt that, you know, um, it's a privilege to be able to teach somebody younger something that they can take with them. You know what I mean? What do you think is the number one thing you want to teach young people right now with your music? Um, be yourself. Uh-huh. And it's all about positive vibrations all the way around. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a queerest thing or what, but it's all about positive vibrations, man. And just, you know, you, you get, get what you put out. You really do. And sometimes you get the right answer when the host doesn't even think it's the right answer. I got to tell you, big boy, we've been doing dozens and dozens of these things. I've never had a contestant say, no, no, that's right. And you did it, dude. I told, that's a, I'll tell you, Shoney's, man. <laughs> What's the order at Shoney's for Big Boy? A burger. Like back when burger. I used to eat beef, a burger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was little. It was like all around Savannah. Big Boy is one for one. No asterisk, no controversy. 
He also is, uh, let's call it the proprietor of the big sleepover, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Big boy, question number two. Who knows where this is going to go? All right. Your category is exercise, all right? And you got multiple choice. What is the most popular form of exercise in the United States? Is it A, walking, B, jogging, or C, weightlifting? Uh, I'm going to say A, walking. He says A, walking. I almost hope that he's wrong so he can talk me into being right. Is the answer the most popular form of exercise in the United States walking? Well, we're two for two. Two yeah. for two. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. You look good. You got the background and the trees and the pool and the two for two score. Yeah. Big boy, back into the origin story. I remember when I first got fired up about you and about Outcast. I had heard this story that the legend goes that you and Dre would run and jog and recite lyrics so you could do them when you were out of breath, so you could do them at concerts. Is that true or is that myth? No, that's the truth. That's the truth. Like um, Organized Noise, our producers, they made us run around just reciting uh, for breath control. And then to this uh-huh. day, um, when I perform, we we don't, like, you see a lot of times these days people rap over the words, like almost yeah. just pushing play and lip syncing. No, it's, it's totally, like, you want to sound like the record. So, um, yeah, it works. When they tell you that, now you guys just get out and run and just start doing your bars, doing your raps. Yeah. Were you guys yeah. way into it? Were you resistant? No, we was like, whatever they, they were training us like Rocky. So it was like, yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever they said, went. you know what I'm saying? So that was part of our training. I want to do this, if, if you don't mind, big boy. I want to play just a clip of an Outcast song. It is what we're talking about. This is my favorite Outcast song. We used to play it before football games in college. But it's just like you're saying, how fast you're going and how much you nail everywhere. Just sit back and let's chill and just listen to an old Outcast song. This is my favorite one. Roll it. Hold up, slow up, stop, control like Janet. Planet, stay on the Antonia. Moving like floor, come straight to Florida. Locks like your windows and block the quarters. Put it up on bail, cause the women's in order. Like a three-piece bitch before I cut your daughter. You kill a talk of bail, then I hit the border. Diddy Pat rapper trying to get the vibe. I'm a microphone fiend trying to stay alive. When you come to ATM, where well, you bet not high, cause the Dutch family gon' ride. So I love watching watching you when you're listening to it. You're bobbing your head the whole time. You're smiling. What's it like to hear that? It's a jam. It's, it's that's like that's power music, man. That's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like um, like I said about that recharging energy. Like no matter where you at, that come on, you got to move. You know what I mean? Like that's actually that's fun fact. That's like my favorite Outcast video is the video to Bombs on Bad. That we had so much fun shooting in 110 degree heat in Atlanta in the summertime. It was crazy. Why was it so fun? I mean, the video's crazy. There's a lot going on. There's trains. You got amazing jerseys on. Of all yeah. the videos you guys did, why do you like that one? Um, I think it was just how it, the scenes changed and the colors and, you know, the, the the car jumping from the truck car to the truck and just doing all kind of crazy stuff, man. And just it was like out of this world. And at the end, when the car just go in the light speed and just go off into the distance, I love that. Mm. And the Lawrence Taylor jersey played, man. And that played big. That's beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Last question on this, big boy. Do you remember, you know, with rock stars, rap stars, whoever it is, there's that moment, that really cinematic moment where you're working and you're grinding and you're recording. And there's that first time you ever hear one of your songs on the radio. Did you have that moment? Um, yeah, Players Ball. Yep. When we first heard Players Ball on the radio, that was our very first song. And it was played on a college radio station. And we were like in little five points in Atlanta and just was going crazy. 
And it's, it's just never a dull moment. Like now I might jump in the car at any point in time on satellite radios, it's something, a song is on. It's just weird. Like it seems like every time I get in the car, I might hear one of my records. If you're driving and let's say you're driving around with your family or whatever and, you know, Rosa Parks comes on, like, do you leave it on or do you change the channel? No, I, I leave it on. I leave you it do? on. Yeah, because everybody <laughs> in the car like turning shit up. Yeah, I leave it on. Yeah. Do you do you bad. like rap along to it still? Maybe. Maybe. It just depends on the mood, but I'd be wanting to uh-huh. see what we're gonna play next. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> what if it's um because you know the song that's always on is Hey Ya. That song's always on. Yeah. You can yeah, leave yeah. that on? Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 It's loud. a great jam. Turn it up real loud. You turn Hey Ya up? I'll turn it up real loud. Yeah. I think everybody does. You, um, the, the story goes that you and Andre met when you were at Tri-Cities High School. Mm-hmm. When did you know, like, this guy and I belong together and make music? Um, we just started hanging out. You know, it was like a group of, like, maybe five of us. We were all new to the school, and we just kind of would hang out at lunchtime and um, went back to Dre's house. He used to, like, do airbrushing, like, painting on clothes and stuff. So he would, like, airbrush our jean jackets and stuff, and me and my brother used to go over there. And Dre used to cut our hair. Like, he was a great artist. And so we just hung out. And then we had the same taste in music and style. And just like, one day was like, man, let's do it. Yeah. Do you ever miss being on stage with him? Yeah, it's fun. It's always fun. Like, I love the stage, period. But just when me and him get up there, it's it's straight comedy. Because it's just like a dance contest. (laughs) (laughs) Just dance, doing fun shit, cracking jokes. Yeah. That's what it's like in the stands, too, man. Um, God, big boy, you're so good. I, I got to keep moving. I could talk about this stuff all day. Now, question number three. Your category, question number three, is wildlife. All right? I know you're a lover of animals, both conventional and unconventional. Here's your question. Big boy, what kind of bear sleeps 22 hours a day? Um, what kind of bear? Grizzly bear. He says a grizzly will sleep 22 hours a day. Is that correct for three for three? Unfortunately, that is not correct. The answer is is a koala bear. bear. Koala koala bear. It's a koala bear sleeps 22 hours a day. Damn. Big boy, I'm asking you about sleeping because the album, The Big Sleepover. Dude, I've been listening to it. I feel like I can hear how excited you are on the tracks, why will your fans love this album? Because it's great music, man. It's, it's, it's the evolution of Big Boy, you know what I mean? Like, every time they, they hear me, I got to reinvent myself, and I got Sleepy Brown with me. And, you know, of course, Sleepy Brown's been since day one, player's ball, yep. so fresh, so clean, Southern playlistic. And so, you know, we was like, let's do a whole album, and, and I'm very pleased with it. And I think the fans are going to dig it once we give them the whole thing, man. Well, I know the whole thing is not out yet. There are tracks out. I've been listening to them. And I know you've been working on this for a long time. Interesting time for you because your lyrics are always so intricate and so passionate. I'm listening to the track, The Big Sleep Is Over, and you're all over the place and saying this and saying that, just like we love Big Boy. What was your lyrical inspiration with all that's going on in the world right now for this album? This is take life, life, man. You got to experience things and live through things and and then you get you something to talk about. You know what I mean? Like the album, um, I was saying earlier today in the conversation that um, when we create albums, like it might take a year and a half, two years. So you're listening to it for those two years and all the while different things are happening, like, you know, all around you. So 
it's almost like a, a, a diary. And so it doesn't become dated because you can listen to it for two years straight before you present it to people. So it don't get the demo ear and numbness so that if you listen to something for two years and the public gonna listen to it for 10. Yeah. <laughs> I go. What are the plans? I know you're gonna release another track called Animals on 1119. Yeah. Whole album coming out eventually. What about taking this on the road? You belong on stage. How's it gonna yeah. go? You got plans? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. We're actually moving around right now, a couple of festivals. Um, I think we're about to do the late night circuit um, mm -hmm. next month and then top of the year. Yeah, just catch us everywhere. Big boy, do you plan ahead of a tour what jerseys you're going to wear on stage or is it just the day of, man? Because you're the best at it. It's just, it depends on the day, man. It might be a jersey. Uh, it might be a, some different kind of sneakers. It just depends mm -hmm. on the city and, and the weather. You know, <laughs> for real. The big sleepover uh, with Sleepy Brown, your guy, old, old, old school of organized noise. The tracks throughout are already incredible. If you love Big Boy, if you love Outcast, if you love music, it's so creative. It's so good. We're going to keep talking about it. In the meantime, Big Boy's two out of three as we move to question four. You're going to love this one. You watch a lot of movies. You probably got a movie theater. You watch movies? Yes. All right. This, is, this, this question is the category is name the movie. I'm going to play for you a movie. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I'm going to guess you have. Clip is about 20 seconds long, so listen to it and just give me the name of the movie and you get the point. Roll the movie for Big Boy. Give me your gun. What's going on over there? Put the gun I down. I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, baby. It seems that envy is my Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What did you say, Big Boy? Seven. That's Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. He's hitting the cast. He's hitting seven. Is that the film seven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite. Uh, you like that movie? Yeah, man. Love it. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box at the Praise end. Man. It's, it's, it's some, some of the movies are traumatizing, but like, uh, I saw this movie called, what, that Midsummer? Have you seen that shit? Sure. Fuck me up. <laughs> and then the, I, the other movie was, what was it? He did Hereditary? Yeah. Fuck me up. Yeah. Trump time. Hereditary, the little girl gets decapitated, right? Crazy. Like in driving in the car? Yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. Yeah. I had to turn that movie off. Like, yeah. I was upset by that, man. Yeah, man. It was disturbing. Like, disturbing. Certain, certain things, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, decapitation movies aside, that's not why I asked you. <laughs> the reason I asked you is we just heard from Brad Pitt. And, big boy, you love pit bulls. You have for years. Uh, this goes back with you. You and your brother, James run a kennel for pit bulls. Why is that your passion? Why do you love that? Well, it started out like my grandfather. Um, I come from a military family. My granddad was like into hunting. So he had German shepherds and me and my brother used to take care of the dogs. And so um, we've had dogs throughout the years. And, you know, when I started doing music, I bought a ranch, 40 acre ranch, built like an indoor outdoor facility. And we started doing breeding our own dogs. And now we've been doing it now 20 something years. Got the best Frenchies in the business. Mm. Do Frenchies and bullies. Yeah, man. So my shout out to James killing it over there. How many dogs do you say you guys have? Um, at any point in time, 40 to 50. No kidding. Yeah. And people can, people adopt them. How's it work? People come out They're They're like, uh, controlled breedings. And it's like the list is so long. We've sold dogs to Serena Williams, Usher, Rick Ross, any football player you can name, basketball player you can name. Taraji Henson just got a Frenchie. So, yeah. All right. So here's my, here's my conflict, big boy. It's such a, it's such a great thing you do and it's positive and you take care of the dogs. 
And yeah, I know there's people listening and they hear Atlanta, Pitbull, sports, 2007, Baz News Kennels, Mike Vick, you know the story. It was a terrible thing. What was that whole saga like for you? Because it was a huge deal. That wasn't really none of my business. I mean, I, I, Mike Vick is, is a cool guy to me. Um, it was unfortunate what, what, what all went down, but I don't really know too much about all the details. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't too much. You know, what players do, they ain't, they ain't really much my business. I ain't too much into all that. Yeah. Where'd the animal love come from? You have animals as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The German Shepherds, puppies for my granddad. Yeah. Had all kinds of things. And my, my uncle used to breed chows, like uh, uh, the meanest dogs that's not from the United States, the Chinese chow chows. Used to love them. Used to come in all kind of furry colors. He used to wear a fur uh-huh. coat walking through the uh-huh. process with the dogs. I thought it was so flamboyant. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not just dogs that you love. There's other ones we're going to talk about. In the meantime, we go to question number five. Big boy, your category for question number five is awards. All right, awards. You released the album Stankonia in the year 2000. Also in the year 2000, who was awarded NBA MVP? And you still have the lifeline if you want to use it. NBA MVP in 2000. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, he says. It was Shaq. It was Shaq O'Neal. You were so close, man. It was Shaq. Um, Great year for rap. Great year for basketball. I bring up awards because you have inspired so many people in hip-hop and rap around the country, but especially in the South. Would you indulge me a revisit to the 1995 Source Awards? Because this was a really, really powerful moment. On that night, Snoop was Artist of the Year. Biggie was New Artist of the Year solo. And New Artist of the Year group was Outkast. You guys have your name announced. You and Dre get up. There's booze all throughout the building. You get on the mic and say, Dre, what's up? Dre says this. But it's like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? The closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and don't nobody want to hear it, but it's like this. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. What's it like to listen to that back 26 years later? It was motivation, man. Um, they, it's a good thing they did that because all it did was put a battery in our back. Like, you know, you know, to win. Look at the lineup. Look who you said won that year. Snoop, Biggie, Outkast, Powerhouse. And so that motivated us to go and make AT Aliens and really come back and fuck shit up. So we appreciate it. And also just kicking down the door for Southern lyricists and letting it be known that we spit us down here too, you know? And it's Jedi rap shit all day long, man. The idea was it was it was only supposed to be New York and L.A. And sure enough, Snoop and Biggie. But I have heard guys for years since then name guys like T.I. It's just the name one who have said that quote and that moment changed everything for me. Did yeah. it feel that way at the time? I know you were inspired, but did you did could you feel the love that came in the wake of that? Yeah. After we got home, but not 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 in Madison Square Garden. It was it was it was. It was thick in there. It was a lot of beef going on. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you could have thought it would have been a stabbing or a shootout at any time, you know? And we was just right there in the middle of it. Like, I wish a motherfucker would. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. So he says the South got something to say. It's awesome to listen back to it. It fires us up. It obviously motivated you. Yeah. In the moments after it, were you worried at all for your safety? Absolutely not. We was deep in there. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, I, um, we had people up there, like, you know, that took care of us. And, and you know, shit, we got hands, too. <laughs> I'm coming from a different world. What does that mean, you got people in there who took care of you? I mean, we got some people that could take care of us, you know? And then we got mm-hmm. hands, too. Like, I mean, ain't, ain't nobody finna just get beat up. Mm-hmm. Not never. But if they don't boo you that night, let's say they just, oh, clap, these, these guys from Atlanta, good for them. Do you think it impacts the music going forward? Uh, yeah, still, because it's still motivation, because our whole thing was about, you know, um, being respected as his lyricists, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up on, like, UGK and and Scarface from the Ghetto Boys and um, 8-Ball MJG, 2Live Crew, and, you know, we just had to make our mark as well. It's funny, the way you describe it, when you were booed and it pissed you off and it put the battery in, it's like, you know, Michael Jordan getting cut from the high school team or, yeah. you know, Donovan McNabb gets booed at the draft. Like, that was your draft move. That was your slight, right? Yep, 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 yep. God damn. That's the way. See, I think other people would break in that. At the, the, the strong ones and the creative ones say, no, no, no. This is actually the best thing that could ever happen to us. Did it yeah. feel that way at the time or were you pissed? Nah, we were both. Both. Matt was mad and was like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. You probably want to go right into the studio, man, or the boxing ring. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. He's right back at it. He still is back at it. He is three out of five. The big sleepover is going to be the same type of deal. You got to listen to it. There's tracks out now. There's more coming. Three out of five. We're halfway home, big boy. Let's keep moving. This is a weird one, all right? So, big boy, do you listen in your life? Do you listen to a lot of different kinds of music? Like, are you into rock? Are you into pop? All that? Everything. I listen okay. to everything. So we're going to test that. This Then this will be easy. Question number six is name this band. I'm going to play you a clip. It's a rock band, and it's it's a song that's been out there. All you have to do is name the band that makes the song, and you get the point. You're three out of five. You'll be four out of six. Big boy, name this band. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean. That's all I get. That's all you get. And you can ask the lifeline. If you want to bring in the millennial, this might be a time, big boy. Is this a new song or an old song? It's a very old song. It's maybe 80s, maybe even 70s, but a Hall of Fame rock band. And that's all I can tell you. I don't know. Will a millennial know that shit? I think they might. Do you, I can, I'll do two things. We can bring the millennial in because it's a, it's a song that's on the radio a lot. You want to hear it again? Like, nah. tell me what you want. I, nah, nah, because nah, I, I'm, I, I needed more of the song, but. All right, you only got four questions left. So, do you want to burn the millennial? Or do you yeah, want to save bring, it? For, no, bring him in. Bring him in. All right, big boy. I want you to say hello to Richie Bozek. Richie, this is Big Boy. What's up, buddy? Hey, Big Boy, how's it going? It's an honor to meet you, man. Hey, man, what's happening, buddy? Hey, I hope you can help me out with this, man. <laughs> All right, so big boy, Richie has been flaming out lately really badly. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, was in here. Richie had nothing. But here's the deal. 30 seconds, you guys talk it through. Big boy, you got uh, any thoughts? Man, I'm trying to figure it out. I just, it's, it just wasn't coming. Richie, you don't know this song? No, I, 70s, 70s band's not my strong suit. Uh, this is a Hall of Fame rock trio from Canada. They're legendary. Richie, never mind, big boy. I'm disappointed in you. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, let's list all, list all some bands. Uh, it sounds Take like the guess. people who did Cherry Pie. Uh, Warrant? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's what we're going to do. Richie, maybe your worst performance ever. I'm so sorry. Big boy, hey, I apologize wish. on behalf of him. <laughs> he said maybe the guys who do Cherry Pie. You think that might be... Do you remember Warrant, big boy? They did the song yeah. called Cherry Pie in the 90s. Yeah, I remember it's more. Not, yeah. All right. It's not them. So do you guys want to just offer up a Hall of Fame rock band and maybe it's them? Just say a famous rock band, both of you. Oh, man. Not, not the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles is a good guess. Richie, do you have anything? Can you name a single rock band in music history, Richie? ACDC. <laughs> ACDC. Richie, you're right. You're out of here. The answer, the answer is Rush. Oh, Rush. You know Rush, big boy. Yeah, but I don't know that song right there. That Dang. song's called Tom Sawyer. You don't know that song? Yes, you do. <sighs> when you're driving around listening to the satellite radio, <laughs> maybe it's because you're only listening to your own songs. I don't know what it is. No. no. <laughs> All right. There's a reason I'm asking you about Rush. It's not to talk about Canadian rock because I want to talk about Atlanta sports and I want a Mount Rushmore. Give me right now, big boy, the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta athletes, like the four ones who matter the most in Atlanta sports ever. Hank Aaron. Yep. Dominique Wilkins. Yep. Dale Murphy. Woo. And Deion Sanders. God damn, that's a good group. I don't even know if I can poke a hole in it. You got two Braves, you got Dominique, and you got Dion. I was going to say, like, maybe Chipper Jones instead of Dale Murphy. I didn't want to make it all baseball, though. (laughs) But you take Dale Murphy out and put Chipper on, or you'd rather have Dale? I just saw Chipper Jones at the game a couple weeks. I'll take Chipper Uh, Jones. Okay. So Hank, Neek, Chipper, and Dion. God damn, that's a good group. You know what I want to ask you about, big boy? I work, I work in football, tuck football all the time. You know who has a complicated legacy? Your quarterback right now, Matt Ryan. Some people say he's really underrated. Some say he's overrated. Like, what is Matt Ryan's legacy in the ATL? I think he's, he's a good quarterback. But yeah. <laughs> I think he would be considered great if he had the same offensive line as, as a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? He's not a scrambler. He's not a real big runner. I think this is the most I've ever seen him run is this year, you know. Um, but it's, it's it's panic mode. Like, if he had the protection, maybe if they if he cut some of that money and paid for some offensive line, me and my buddies were having this talk. Yeah. He was like, you know, why Tom Brady, he, he'll he take $20 million and, like, protect me. You know what I'm saying? But if you got $100 million and then you don't have to go get somebody from the Foot Locker. Well, look, they say what Russell Wilson got the same thing. He makes all that money. Pat Mahomes now what he's got going on and nobody's blocking for him. All right. So big boy, you've had a lot of great days, a lot of successes. Tell me what it was like the day that the Atlanta Falcons were winning 28 to three in the Super Bowl and lost the game. But uh, I mean, I I, I say it all the time. Like this, like one of my favorite, one of my, Favorite sports moment in Atlanta history, I was had to say the first half of that Super Bowl. And what was the worst? The second half of that Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I think, I don't know if the players went back and started drinking in the locker room at halftime. Like, we was drunk. We thought we had it in the bag. But, yeah, it was crazy, man. We took a tour bus down there. Took, man, like a whole bunch of my friends. We had it sold up. But it seemed like as soon as Lady Gaga jumped through that damn, the top of that dome, it was over with. So, 
That is really well put. I don't know if Matt Ryan was drinking at halftime, but Gaga jumped the dome, and then the Patriots just started scoring, and they didn't stop. And overtime, net first overtime Super Bowl ever. Yeah, man, crazy. Damn. Of the sports teams in Atlanta, which one would light up the city the most? We got the Braves in the World Series right now. Yeah, yeah. If they won a title. Braves, Hawks, Falcons. Like, what is the number one Atlanta is most passionate about this team? Uh, right now, the not surprisingly, but because the Braves have won before, but like this is is the city is on fire right now. You know, yeah. with Braves. I mean, those are like they brought us a title before, so we know that we can depend on them to bring it back. But I mean, everybody would love, 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 love the Falcons to win the Super Bowl mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the Hawks. Yeah, we were so close. Have you met? Have you gotten to meet or hang out with Trey Young? Uh, I was just at the game the other day. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He come yep. by and shot you up. Yep. Yep. What I was sitting right behind the bench. Yeah. It was some cool stuff, man. What do you think of him? I think he's good. I, they, yeah, got a good yeah. they got a good team, man. Um, and the support, though, the games are, like, loaded right now. Are so, they? Yeah, hell yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. Question number seven, big boy, of ten. Fast food is your category, all right? What state has the most fast food restaurants per capita in the United States? Uh, California. It says California. Is it California? <laughs> Southern state, my friend. And it is not Georgia. Um, there are 6.3 fast food restaurants for every 10,000 people in the state of Alabama. They love it. Wow. Absolutely love it. Wow. <laughs> Surprise you to hear or not, probably, right? Yeah, it's surprising, like, because Alabama's not that big. Like, I mean, California, you can see they got so many different In-N-Out burgers. Uh, no. uh, they just got the Chick-fil-A out there, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. California, I mean, from L.A. to the Bay Area, you're going to see some of everything. But Alabama? Shit. I'm asking you about a state because I'm, I want to talk quickly about the state of rap right now and the state of hip-hop. What do you like about it in 2021? I love the reach. Um, uh, the influence of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's in commercials or just being played at the sports stadiums. You know, um, it's it's worldwide. So, I mean, shit, it's, it's, it's influential with the motherfucker. Sure. What did you think when you saw the Super Bowl halftime lineup? It's it's Mary J, it's Eminem, it's, it's Dre, it's Snoop. What was your reaction? It's going to be classic. They're going to kill that shit. Yeah. They're going to they're murder it, yeah. You've done the show. I mean, yep. you were at Super Bowl halftime. You've played a million gigs. What do you remember about that one? It feels like the whole world is watch literally watching. You know what I mean? Like, um, the only thing I can equate it to is when we won album of the year at the Grammys. It just felt like a dream world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's, that's the biggest audience you're going to get. Is it really hands-on, big boy? Because I know, obviously, they have a lot of concerns about lyrical content and whatnot. And I'm thinking about... Look, some of the best stuff from Snoop and Dre and all of them, you know, we know it is the R-rated stuff. It's about drinking and partying and smoking. Like, are they going to be able to pull that off? And what, like, what would be your advice to them going into the set and the performance? It's Dr. Dre, man. Dr. Dre going to make it do what it do, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't advise them, man. Dr. Dre going to make it do what it do. And there's such a thing called clean versions, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, I was talking about the state of rap. They, they, they ain't going to do uh, bitches ain't shit and all that. You know what I'm saying? We can't do that. 
I, I prefer it ain't no fun if the homies can have none, but I don't oh, think yeah, that's going to yeah, make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Nate, dog, man. I'm reminded of what you said at the beginning of this, that what you want to teach young people right now is to be yourself. Yeah. It's probably the hardest time ever to be yourself because you spend the whole day looking at other people and look at what they look like and what they're doing. As an artist, whether you are Drake or Kanye or Big Boy, like, how do you stay focused on, I'm just doing me. This is me and I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to put this out there. How do you do that? It's got to be, it's got to be in you, man, how you grew up and, and, and how you were raised, you know? Mm-hmm. Like now, how I could casually just be sitting in my backyard talking to you, like, you know what I mean? It's just on some cool, chill energy, man. It's all about positive vibrations. Well, you got tons of that. And you got three questions left as we finish up with Big Boy. Big Boy, question number eight, your categories finish this lyric. I'm going to play you a popular piece of music. You're going to hear the lyricist. They're going to be singing or rapping or doing whatever they're doing. And it's going to stop. And when they stop, you have to finish what the middle of the line may be. You ready? Yeah. All right. I'm a little bit worried after the experience with Rush. This was a song that was very popular on the radio in, let's call it the early to mid 90s. All right. You were just about to blow up. This music and this band was everywhere. Big boy, finish this lyric. You is so mad at me when I go out with my friends. Sometimes it's crazy. He goes, there's nothing I can do. That's it. That's it. But what is he saying? Dude, that's it. I don't know what he's saying. All right. Okay, so he goes, there's nothing I can do. I only... I only got eyes for you. Not that. It's close. It's close. I only... I'm going to give you this. There's nothing I can do. I only want to... Be with you? That's it! Roll it! Yeah! I only want to be with you. That's uh, who was the with the group? Uh, All right, that's why I asked. Do you remember their name? It's not for a point, but do you remember they got a crazy name? Oh man, it sounds like an Outcast album, like one of these crazy creative things that goes on forever. Man, uh, damn. All right, I'll give you the first part. Okay, it's the, the name of the group was Hootie and in the blow. Hootie and the blow. Yeah, that's right. Blow All right. That felt good, didn't it? You got it. Yeah, good, good. Got to finish right. school, baby. This is why you're going to love this. You're going to love the reason I even asked you about this. This is perfect. I asked you about Hootie and the Blowfish because of Hootie. Dude, you love owls. You have owls as pets. That's so cool. Why the entire animal kingdom? Why owls? Um, My assistant is into birds. Okay. She got two parrots. And um, I I was talking about birds. And I was like, I always want to get an owl. She's She's like, I can get you an owl. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. So she found the Eurasian eagle owls. And what happened was I bought one and I bought her one too. So it was Hootie and Houdini. So yeah, yeah. And what do you do with the owls? You take them out with that leather glove on and they go flying? What, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, either they perch, either they just on the perch all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
cool. They walk around the house like they, one thing, once they're stationary, they don't too much move. Do the, you can pet them and stuff or no? Yeah, yeah. I do. Man, do they, um, I remember when I was in science class and they would, don't owls have like pellets that they puke up or some shit crazy like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and, the bones, you know, like? nice. Um, shit, you, just gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep a lot of baby wipes around. You know what I mean? Like if they eat, then they, uh, you get the bones and all the stuff like in one little clump. Do you ever mess with Harry Potter? Harry Potter's got owls. He's into that. Um, yes, I like Harry Potter. I do too. Yeah, He's got I like an owl. I, if I had an owl, I would name it Hedwig, but you named yours Houdini, you said? Yeah, Hootie and Houdini. <laughs> so Hootie? Hootie who? Hootie and Houdini. Yeah. Wow. You should, you know what you should do? You should get a blowfish, and then you would have Hootie <laughs> and a blowfish. I did have a blowfish. I died, though. Is that true? A puffer fish, yep. Yep. Oh, man. When he was dying, you should have said, I, I only want to be with you. Bam. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Two questions. Let's finish up strong. Question number nine, big boy. Your category is video games. All right, video games. Gotcha. We're going to reach back now. None of this PS5 stuff. We're going back old school. What 80s Nintendo game allows you to use a pistol to shoot birds out of the sky? Duck Hunt. He said that quick. He said that assertively. The South's got something to say. Is it Duck Hunt? Yeah. Okay. Now, why am I asking you about Duck Hunt? It's not talking about video games. It's not talking about birds. I'm talking about the Oregon Ducks, my man. And you know why. You know exactly. Because of Cross Patton, this is your son who plays football at Oregon. Big boy, this is so cool. You must be so proud. Yes, man. Like, I, I love it. He's been playing since he was like five um, and is doing good up there. He's playing special teams and running back right now. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to Oregon on Friday. I go every week to all the games. The, you know, the best uh, uh, time I had was when they beat uh, Ohio State. Like, nobody thought we could pull it off, man. They, they did it. Um, and this, this weekend is going to be a good one, too. God damn, that's so cool. I, I got to tell you, I, I played college ball, and my dad would go to all the games, too. And whether we'd win or whether we'd lose – there's that moment where you go into the locker room and you change and you're either happy or you're pissed. But if you walk out and if your father is there or your mother is there, it, it means everything, man. I, I'm so impressed that you do that. Why is it so special for you? Absolutely. Just just because of what you just said right now. And it's, it's you know, um, us being in Atlanta and he's, you know, my son is way on the Pacific Northwest. He's by himself, you know, just yeah. with the team. So we go out there and we stay for like three days. Mom, mom cooks. We get an Airbnb. Um, and just have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we had to definitely show them that support. Even for Thanksgiving, we go out for a whole week. Just our last Thanksgiving was in Oregon. This Thanksgiving in Oregon. Um, Christmas. So, yeah, we're there to support our boy, man, and we're proud of him. That's Cross Patton. He's number 18. 22. I've been watching him. He oh, he changed. Yeah, changed to 22. Why did he change to 22? What's going on there? I don't know. I think he's yeah. just, he just wanted to deuce deuce. Yeah. Did he? Was there ever anything when he when Cross was growing up that he wanted to rap, or was it always sports? He wanted to do everything. He yeah. definitely, he definitely know how to rap, produce. All my boys know how to do that, you know. Um, but you know, just the sports took him, and that's just what he wanted to do. God, an Oregon, like the coolest uniforms, the coolest yeah. stadium. It's like Oregon is like the outcast of programs. Like they're so fresh, yeah. so clean. You know what I mean? And it's called the mighty, the mighty O, the O with the wings. The same thing. Yeah, yeah man. That's. I'm happy for you. I can tell how proud you are. A lot going on for Big Boy as we get to the last question of yes. what has been a very cool hang. Big Boy, 
The last question is always an essay. Number 10, an essay. What that means is I have found a, an opinion of yours or a take, as they're called these days, and I'm going to present it to you, and the floor is yours to defend it or explain it. And if I'm compelled by your little essay, I give you the point. You get a 6 out of 10, if not a 5 out of 10. Here we go. Number right. 10 with Big Boy. 21 years ago on Halloween, the album Stankonia came out. You have said Stankonia is whatever is the funkiest shit ever. <laughs> what does that mean? Get into it because it sounds so cool. Uh, Stankonia is the place where all the funky things come from. And as you know, our music is uh, funk based. It's always got to be funky. Cadillac, yep. Southern Playlist, Cadillac, funky music. Like, that's the base of all the music. The funk is what makes your face frown and you, you, you grit your teeth. You know what I mean? When the beat come on and you hear the guitar licks and the wah-wah. So that's our special plan. And my studio is called Stankonia because that's where we create all the music. And it's just, you got to keep it funky, man. That, that funk is what's going to move people. And it's like, that shit just make you frown up. Like, ooh, shit, what is that? And that's what we deliver, man. If you get an ooh, shit, what is that? You are on the right track. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) And I look at that question, big boy, and I say, ooh, shit, what is that? You get the point. You have finished the 10 questions. You got a 6 out of 10. And this is one of the most fun episodes we have ever done. Everybody, please listen to The Big Sleepover with Big Boy and Sleepy Brown. Follow Oregon football. Uh, yeah. Take care of your owls and your pit bulls. How do you feel about the whole adventure, big boy? Six out of ten. What do you think about your experience here? I think it's it's fun. I mean, this was dope. This was really a creative way of of even having like a conversation or an interview. This is this it wasn't. It was like I was chopping it up with my homeboy in the lunchroom. You know what I mean? On some cool shit. You're doing something cool over here, man. I like that. I love that you say that. We work hard on it, and I'm going to push you for the last thing everybody does, big boy. You'll like this too. Everybody ends the episode by doing a call out, which means you think of somebody, anybody you want, any public figure who will come into this dojo, have the same experience and challenge your six out of 10. Now you could go from the rap world. You can go from the sports world. Anybody you want who can come in here to challenge the six, who do you think comes to mind? Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Talk to him. Yeah. Get Killer Mike. Killer Mike. I challenge you to get six at least six out of 10. It's a dope-ass show, man. I, I think you would kill it, too. For sure. My man, big boy. Again, one last time, because I love it so much. The Big Sleepover. Yeah. Tracks out now. Yeah. Tracks coming. Yes, this sir. is one of the most creative musicians we have seen in our lifetimes. He was awesome on this show. Big boy, tell yeah. us one more time. You're showing like a like an alligator's navel. Take us out. Laying low like an alligator navel, man. Still cooler than penguin pussy. You know what I'm talking about? That's what we doing. Uh-huh. My man, go ducks, go owls, go pit bulls. That is Big Boy. We will see you next time on 10 Questions. Appreciate it. This episode of 10 Questions was produced by Arjuna Ramgopal, Steve Allman, and Richie Bozek. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, 
and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. 